Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Welcome to Propaganda, where we find out what's been said in the football world in the last seven days. Dan here along with Michael and Moscow as we join you for another round of clips. And the show is brought to you with Levi Solicitors, the award-winning Levi Solicitors, no less. Levi Solicitors. Must be nice. Yeah, well... Not everybody can be award-winning, can they? But Levi's listers are. Levi's listers are for their wills and probate. The conveyancing is excellent as well, mm-hmm. as are many of their commercial business services. I know you're a big fan of... Uh, dispute resolution. Mm-hmm. The employment stuff as well. Yeah, that's good as well. Yeah. We're for a little little down, well, a slightly downbeat today. It's because we did go to London. I think you're slightly hungover still. I struggled a bit yesterday. I'm struggling a bit today. Yeah. I wasn't able to have eight sleeps like you had. Yeah, I did. I fell asleep in the bed in the afternoon. I fell asleep on the couch in the evening, and then I went to bed last night and slept for a long time as well. But uh, yeah, it was um, it was heavy going, wasn't it? It was really for, it was. for men of our vintage. But we we didn't win. Um, but thanks a million if you did vote for us. But it wasn't enough. <laughs> Are you going to go on the attack against like the Jake Humphrey always says, "Your best is not enough." <laughs> Something like that he says, doesn't he? Blaming the audience for our loss. Yeah. The fact that we're just not good enough. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> so, maybe you voted for Arsenal, in which case, fair enough. Yeah, no. Congratulations. They seem nice, actually. I was going to say, Ars Blog, who um, won the Club Podcast of the Year award, were on our table, and they were really nice blokes, weren't they? Like, Shame, really. Yeah. You, you want to hate you taking the award, but no, they were nice. Um, but we had a good time. We came back. We were very tired and emotional. But um, we go again? Yeah, I suppose so. Looks like it. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball for your 10% discount on the legal fees, by the way. So let's get into the clips then. And we are going to rewind. Uh, feels like quite a while now, but because of the scheduling of the matches and the shows and all that, we just need to tidy up what happened with um, Swansea, do we? Mm, yes. Uh, pure SCFC blogs. Um, he's got... Should we start on the Balassi song? Because I know it's, it's been a while since it's been in your head, Moscow. And we, we discussed it. So for anyone who missed it, let's have a little listen to this. Yannick Balassi, 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 Yannick just catchy, just catchy. Because you do have to get people composing, trying to compose new football songs for like Leeds players, and they run into multiple verses and mm. and things like that, and remixes. So the simple ones are the best ones. The ones that have got a full Wikipedia in them are often hard to 
remember. Like mm-hmm. he'll talk about where he, he's from here, he plays here, does this, does that, yeah. signed from here, dad's called Keith, all mm-hmm. that sort of de- bio- biological, Keith biographical detail. Keith Balassi. Keith Balassi, yeah. I believe is his name, yes. Um, he's a good man. We'll need a song now for She's Dog. Yes, of course. He's in caretaker charge. The Duffster didn't survive much so that's, longer. I mean, we we were right on the um, on the exclusive there because you spotted him, didn't you, on the gantry doing the analysis work for Swansea and he's now, uh, Alan Sheehan, this is talking I mean, about. he had been announced, like, it was on their website that he was working there. It was, no, it I meant, was well known. I meant with your reference to him, we were oh. right on the, on the money, seeing where this was all heading. When we put their previous boss, Mickey Duff, out to pasture, are we are we claiming that one? And then you'd spotted their future boss up there on the gantry. Well, yeah, um, caretaker. It was helped by, uh, I mean, drawing with Huddersfield's not really mm-hmm. um, good enough. Although I suppose we, if we'd have taken similar action after drawing with Sheffield Wednesday, we might have looked back and regretted it. They won Sheffield Wednesday, didn't they? Yeah, and then they immediately banged the season ticket renewals out. <laughs> yes, I did see <laughs> it's that. It's a lovely... Uh, I mean, there's, there's early bird off of Moscow and then there's early bird. Yeah, and the two weeks before Christmas is exactly when mm. everybody wants to uh, find the money for an yeah. affordable season ticket uh, Sheffield Wednesday because you can only imagine how much they're going to be after the early bird offer. Mm. So it's kind of, it does feel like you either buy them now when one, they're cheap, but two, you can't afford them, or three, next year, they're going to cost an absolute fortune because this club is um, just raining money. Um, and you may well be in League One with a points deduction as well. Exactly. So, so there's that to look forward to. But if uh, if that is too tough, the half uh, season ticket that they're selling for the rest of this this year is also a very tempting offer. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how much uptake they get on that. Wow. Speaking of terrible owners, we do have a bit of Chilino to come. Yeah, we do. Yes, yes. Should we wrap up the pre-match prediction then? That, um, From SCFC. I don't know. SCFC, I find it really hard to look at. Yeah, it could be Stoke City as well, couldn't it? That's another thing. So, mm. Sorry, your initials. When you, at least when you put LUFC, you know it's us. But he was absolutely spot on with his pretty much prediction. Well, almost. Uh, just like Jacob, I'm not too confident, to be honest. So I'm going to go for a 3-1 lead win. I think we can get a goal. Um, I think Jamal will score for us. And for me, it's a goal for Joel Pro Grace and Dan James score as well. Wasn't far wrong there. Pretty good. Mm. Pretty good, Joel Pirro and, uh, and Dan James. And he did have a better bit of footage of the Dan James disallow goal than any I've seen from official highlights packages as well from his angle and Dan James was offside yes which is a bit of sad to report because it was a nice pass was that from uh, Ruter and then more recently than that we've played um, Middlesbrough mm. haven't we so did they have a nice time nah not really do you want to start with an Australian or someone from Middlesbrough uh, let's go. For, should we go for the, the Middlesbrough draw? Oscar, what do you fancy? Australia or Middlesbrough? I just think you really need them to get either drawn in the cup or promoted so they can play Manchester City and see how City extra cope with Middlesbrough. Mm. Yeah, which one then? Where should we go for? Let's go with Jake. He's just a daft lad, really, isn't he? Him and his mate in the bedroom. And they have the commentary on the whole time as well, which is slightly distracting because they're then, you're hearing the commentary, then you're hearing them say what the commentary's just said throughout the whole thing. It's a bit weird. And also, for some reason, there's three of them there, but he's like, oh, so-and-so's there too, but he's not going to be, he's not on camera today. But there's room for all three of them, and you can hear him just talking from the side, but they're like, no, no, just sit back there. Don't, I don't <laughs> want to, we don't want to see you. But anyway, here's, here's the sort of general tone of it, and you'll understand what I mean by daft lads. Oh dear. Yeah, of course it doesn't make it any easier, you know. 
Wanking off together. Sorry. Giggling schoolboys, I love it. I quite liked him, really. That was the general the general tone of him. Did his mate call him a dickhead for that? Um, was that what I heard in the background after we'd finished singing? He just went, dickhead. Possibly, yeah. Hence the apology. Wanking off just, together. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Mm. That theatre of the mind. Mm. Yeah. Shall we have a member's ex... No. Uh, <laughs> shall we hear Dan James equalising? Yes, I'm sure they enjoyed this. Go on! Go on! Oh, my word! He's living and breathing it all, isn't it? There, every single kick. Did it take that? Did it really take that long for us to score? Yeah. <laughs> I'd forgotten the middle bit where they actually got it back and then passed it straight to us. Because mm. sure it didn't take that long. Was it slowed down? <laughs> it's just the Middlesbrough vortex. I did quite enjoy the pronunciation of "cunty." <laughs> I mentioned propped up quite often. Do you think run the cunty? Do you think the Clevelanders enjoyed their big day out in Yorkshire? I mean, they seemed so. Yeah. I mean, these guys are just sitting in their yeah. red-painted bedroom, mm. which mm. is very... I do admire the commitment to mm. um, supporting Borough. I mean, it would mess with your head waking up every day in a, a bright scarlet room. Yeah, I, I was going to say, the, the, the red room is making me think of Fifty Shades of Grey, and, and unfortunately, I've just made the connection back with his wanking off together, so I can only apologise for my mind being in the sewer. Mm. Not seeing it. Any good? No, it's terrible. Okay. Uh, carry on, sorry, what were you going to say? I do imagine him just sitting around that bedroom the whole time, just drinking cans and smoking. <laughs> Are they old enough for that? Yeah. You can drink cans when you're 14, that's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, this is it going 2-1. To the Against Swansea, ball in again. Oh. It's in, it's in. Oh. It's, it's in again. It's an instant goal. It's 2-1 to Leeds. What the hell? Barlasser again. We're literally six minutes into this game and it's three goals. Leeds have taken the lead. What what the hell? What is going on? It's anarchy. It told us it was anarchy. It was anarchy. Yeah. It was. It's like the I'd kind of forgotten as well that on the equaliser they were attacking at that point as well. And mm. then uh, then we just went straight up the other end. It was good. It was a good, uh, good opening, was that? Mm. Do you want to hear the pen being given? I'd love to hear the pen being given. It's a total different game here. Oh, Zenny! Oh, oh, yes, no! Oh, he's given a penalty. He's been on two seconds. Matt Clark, has, he's just came on and he's gave away a penalty. To be fair, is that a penalty? Oh, my God. No! no. Oh, oh no, he, yeah, he pulled him. 
Yeah. But lucky that's not a red, you know. Or even a yellow, because it wouldn't have been last man. But... You can hear the cans of Monster wearing off, can't you? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. It is. The caffeine just leaves the body. To be fair, how much... Did you monster and energy drinks? Did you drink while we were away in London? I was concerned for I you. One can a day. I, did, I didn't want you to go fully Jack Clark on on I us. I had one can each day. Right, that's fine. A very it? big can. While you were buzzing your head off, did you count how many hashtags were on this video? <laughs> no, I didn't know. It's actually, uh, I've just I've done the I've counted one line and then multiplied it. There's about 120 hashtags. Oh wow! Ranging from hashtag football is back, best best goals, football reaction, all the way to. Uh, WWE Smackdown uh, CM Punk Return. There's a real range Is this YouTube, of... can I ask? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Coventry City get tagged, Dar- hashtag Derby County versus Middlesbrough. There's um yeah, there's a real full range of... Uh... Do you know what that is as well? Because I, I know because we, obviously we upload stuff to YouTube ourselves, you can kind of tell it to preload a load of hashtags. So they must have put that in the preload box just so it covers off every single mm. base of every subject. Just do it once. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fine. Well, good on them. Seems like they're having a nice time anyway. They weren't when Middlesbrough missed that chance. You know, mm. the chaos one. Yeah. This is that. Man on, man on. Here we go. On the field. Go on, John. Wide, wide. Uh, one of them choose. Hey, Stop hey. running. Yes, go on. Hey, there you go. Go for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Another can of monsters being consumed there, hasn't it? Straight on the old, uh, on the Red Bull. Well, I mean, it can't get any louder or, or chaotic than that, can it, Michael, as we go to Australia? Yeah, it was a bit much, this guy. He was better when we were winning, because this was when Borough scored, and it was a it was a bit much. Middles right now. Lance left, is in the box. He's going to strike. It's a goal! It's a goal! Borough scored! Borough scored! Borough scored! Lance left gets his hand away! And Borough struck the whole world! Lance left has put one into the back of the net! Wake the neighbours! Middlesbrough out here to stay and here to play! Lance left, he's a speed demon! He's a speed demon! And he knows how to score! Get the heck in! Yes! Right. It's all a bit much, isn't it? <laughs> Middlesbrough shocked the whole world. I mean, if this is that, is this, what's it, Inrictus? Invictus? What's the. Um, Inrictus. Inrictus, right. Yeah. I thought you misspelled Invictus at first. Nope. So if Jake Johnson and his mate were... Uh, is it his mate who's not allowed on camera, do you say? Well, there's two There's two of them on camera, but then there's the third one uh, off camera. But in the... Um, I, he didn't really come across uh, in audio, but in the... Because you couldn't see his sad face, but in the Swansea one, there were two of them on that at the start. <laughs> and the second half, he just goes, I've, I've lost him, I can't find him, so I'm just doing this by myself. And then he's, <laughs> later on, he's going, I'm back at the bus and he's still not here. I don't know where he's gone. Oh. It's right, it's sad. But yeah, it was a, he was a bit much, was the, the Aussie shouty man. How did he react when we went behind? Uh, they went behind, sorry. Well, this is them giving away a penalty, and he, he's kind of close to the commentator here because he's just saying how much he loves that defender, that bold fraud they brought on. <sighs> is this going to disturb my eardrums again? It's not as bad. I'm not going to lie. Matt Clark at centre-back next to Vandenberg. It makes me feel things in my loins, does. My ovaries, if I had any, would be chirping right now to see Matt Clark back as we see Vandenberg get a shocking pass cleared. Oh, Matt Clark! Matt Clark! It's a penalty. Yeah, it's a penalty. It's a penalty. It's a penalty to Leeds. It's a penalty to Leeds. It's a penalty to Leeds. I'm not sure who it's been given against. It looks like it might be Matt Clark, though. It was Matt Clark. It was Matt Clark. Spoiler alert, yeah. 
Can someone stage an intervention with this or just do something about it? Which calm him down. Just, yeah. Mm. Australians, explain yourselves. He did have some stuff to say about Pat Bamford's hair, though, which was... This this is an Australian criticising someone else's hair. This is worth hearing, though. Wow. Patrick Bamford is coming on, but the shocking news of the afternoon is I'm not sure what's happened to Bamford's head. He's got, like, the real Slim Shady look. Think Eminem, 1990s. And then put it on Patrick Bamford's head and you got something close. He's the brightest blonde shaved head bloke out there on the pitch. The bright blonde Bamford. The real Slim Shady is on the pitch. Patrick Bamford. Mum's spaghetti. Right. Okay. I thought Pat looked good in the end. Once you're over the shock, it actually suits him. Romania 1998, wasn't it, who did all that with the, the hair? And Gaza. Yeah. Yeah, I, did, I saw I didn't mind it, yeah. I have to say. You've got any plans to... Discussing this on the train, actually, weren't we? We, we, we are, yeah. About um, if, I, if someone offered me a free hair transplant, would I have it? When well, yeah. obviously it's free, so yes, I would. Yeah. And have then would you done. shave it and dye it blonde? Yes. Kind of, is that what... Yeah, you'd you'd want the full Antonio Conti if you are going to get a hair transplant. There wouldn't be much... Because we could just paint mm. one on you. Mm. We could paint Bamford's look onto you with a... Probably, I'm thinking a combination of iron filings and how magnetic's your brain? Um, well, I've had the jab, so probably. Right, so they'll hold on. <laughs> Sticking spoons to my head and, yeah. and stuff as those um, daft Americans have done. We can try it. I think, okay. I think I'd probably just mask off my face yeah. with the tape and then just spray. That's probably mm-hmm. the easiest way to achieve it. Yeah, almost like sort of Lego hairy type. Yeah. Very pronounced lines. Yeah, good. Are we done there with those... Um, those shouting um, God, I hope so. Mackhams and associated hangers. Mackhams? Not Mackhams. It's because the smoggies, I meant. Smoggies, that's yeah. it. Smoggies and associated hangers on. I, I think of Mackhams because I've just read the word sad Geordies on the sheet. Should we, should we stick in that part of the world? Well, I mean, Middlesbrough and the proper northeast, a bit of a disparate relationship. And I think that because mm. Middlesbrough are kind of devoid of a real local derby in the sense of like Newcastle Sunderland are. You see that they got each other in the FA Cup as well, which is exciting, isn't it? Mm. No, no one really wants Middlesbrough as a derby, do they? No. It's a bit of a shame for them because we don't consider them a derby. Sunderland and Newcastle don't. Whitby Town would be a derby for them. Yeah. I'm also because I always think of Whitby as being like real proper Yorkshire, but I'm always surprised how Boroughish it is when you mm. go there. Mm. Is the accent Borough famously not in Yorkshire? Well, you know, it's kind of weird, disputed territories, isn't it? As far as I'm concerned, but not in Yorkshire. Is it? Is it now or is it not? I can't remember. People, I mean, scholars of not being able to settle this matter for many, many years. Some would claim it is. I think we can officially rule that it's not. It's surely Middlesbrough against Hartlepool's would be yeah. the would be the derby, mm. wouldn't it? Yeah. They're the, the nearest. Good. The dearest. And they have Brian Clough in common. That's true. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Shall we do the Geordies? Yeah. So there's a, they conceded a quite funny penalty in the Champions League and a man rang up and was sad. I don't know if it's the same guy, but the first clip is a classic talk sport clip from probably 15, 20 years ago or something when a man has called Mickey Quinn who was on the radio at this point and gets emotional thinking about Famously, Mickey Quinn on his debut for Newcastle scored four goals against Leeds, didn't he? he? Did. The 5-2 in the season opener 1989-1990 and we all panicked and thought we were never going to get promoted but we still did at the end of that season uh, and he's gone on to work on the radio at TalkSport. I don't know if he's still there or what. I don't what, think he's there anymore but yeah, this is him at the time receiving, it, receiving a call from an emotional man. William's in Tyneside. Hi, William, you're on TalkSport. Hello. Hello, William. Happy New Year to you. Hi, yeah. What's your point, mate? Uh, there's two points I'd like to make uh, about Mickey. Mm-hmm. He played for Newcastle United, you know, quite a few years ago. Yeah. And I, had, I didn't realise how good he was. Oh, you're missing him. You're missing him clearly, based on oh, what you got now. God, he scored so many goals. <laughs> it's the fact they can't even mask the laughter it's just there isn't it well, this, in the video of this clip that we're about to play has got Cundy and uh, Jamie O'Hara on it and they're both very clearly trying not to laugh as yeah. well I, I mean they are very there's a lot of sarcasm in that show isn't there and scorn and piss taking so maybe not the right audience for it but you know fair play for somebody to uh, for ringing in again and doing this they need the most cheating VR decision ever it was never a penalty in a million years. I mean, no one's cheated, have they? Though it's it's just it's just the incompetence. It's what? It's cheating. We were robbed. No, it's not. It's not cheating. It's it, it's incompetence. Well, oh, okay. No, I'll I'll get rid of the cheating word. No, no. I mean, you can, look. You're passionate about it, Pete. You can say what you want. I'm absolutely. it in slow motion the more of a disgrace it gets Don't it's so it. bad it's making us cry watching and not yeah. uh, it's, it's just making us bring tears because uh, mm. yes we PSG had chances I'll, I'll agree with you there Jason you know something we've had the group of death and now our last group game I'm so confident now mm. we will batten the 
Everton man at home in two weeks, mm. and I'm telling you, Dortmund will want the top back through. He's clearly feeling it there, isn't he? It was a disgrace of a penalty. Funny though, isn't it? But it's produced that clip, and it is funny. It's a strange con. Like when we were in the Champions League, we kind of did what Newcastle did. Of, like, we're not spending the same way, but sneaking in. Mm. Like nobody really expected us to get in there, and we were the insurgents. And I remember I, I was always go down famously well in Saudi Arabia. I was fuming after we drew with uh, Barcelona because we'd been leading until the last mm. minute. And I remember marching through Leeds and just kind of kicking cans all up the road and stuff. But there was never this. I don't remember anybody being like, you know, we have the right to be beaten. We're going to batter Milan and conquer Europe. The whole thing with the Matteo goal was what a beautiful surprise it was. Yeah. Like, fucking hell, we're, we're getting through the, the group stage. It felt, it felt like a wild rollicking ride, didn't it? The whole thing. Yeah. And I was kind of, um, I suppose I was thinking more about, because I was wondering if I underrated Luton the other week where I was saying that they were quite happy just to be um, rocking along in the Premier League. And then um, they come close to uh, getting a result against Arsenal last night and actually have a good chance of staying up. But they probably are generating that by not having got the sense of entitlement that leads you to sack Paul Heckingbottom and get Chris Wilder back in. And I, I think we probably profited from that in the Champions League as well. Where it's just like, this is going amazingly well. There was no sense of like entitlement, even though we are the club that sings we are the champions of Europe accurately. And have done since 1975. And it was framed around that 4-0 defeat against Barcelona in the first game as well, when you kind of went, that's quite sobering. Yeah, and then from then on, it, so maybe that's what, um, maybe Milan need to batter Newcastle, but they won't be sobered by it. They'll just go out and buy like 10 goalkeepers. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, uh, hard to feel much sympathy in a game between PSG and Newcastle. I mean, PSG are... There are no winners. They were described as the Death Star when it comes to um, to like sports washing. And it's like not Newcastle, not exactly... I was going to say much better. They're not any better, are they? So Give us the good old days of Mickey Quinn. 39 goals he scored in that season when he opened I with never realised how good he was. Us. Do you know how many goals that is? So many goals. And do you know where those 39 goals got them? Third behind us in Sheffield United going up mm. automatically. Then they lost to Sunderland in the playoffs. Oof. Absolute dream. No wonder they cry. Um, where are we going next then, Michael? Should we go to Manchester? Let's go to Manchester, Andy Tate. Yeah. They weren't happy. This is on Stretford Paddock. Which one of their most recent defeats or um, this is, underwhelming performances was this? They lost to Newcastle. And I, the, the gist of it is that Andy Tate is saying those players have not tried. But then he gets confused talking about his own job. And I think he seems to be thinking he's going to have supporters at his job as well. Mm-hmm. The, the whole thing's just a bit mixed up. I'm not sure what he's trying to say. I'm sorry for swearing, but I'm, I'm angry. I've got a long night ahead of me working. Yeah. And I'm going to work hard. And I'm gonna like you say, I'll go I'll go to bed about six in the morning and I'll sleep well knowing I've worked hard and not deprived like two, three thousand Man United fans of a performance. What a hero. For turning up at his work. Come on, Andy. Come on. <laughs> you can do it. Oh dear. So it's interesting to see how that's unfolding. Um they hate all of them, including the manager, is the gist of it. There are still a few people trying to be alright about the manager, but <sighs> They know, they know it's over. Do you know what they need? They need to spend some more money. I've been trying to check in on um, our mate as well, Johnny United. Yeah. But his timeline is really jarring now because he's posting loads of stuff about Palestine. So they're just in between rants about Bruno Fernandes and Rashford. There's just like horrific clips being played and it's a bit, it's a bit weird. Yeah. So I'm just steering clear of that for a little while. Mm-hmm. But we'll, um, we'll check in on him again at some stage. Yeah. It feels like he's a man you don't want to upset. Yeah, probably for the best. 
Uh, Massimo's been talking to the Daily Mail. What, why did this come around? I don't even know. It just confused my brain to see him popping up after all this time saying stupid stuff. Was there an obvious reason for it? Just, I just the, relevance. I think the hook might be that Brescia were coming up against Sampdoria. So there was a bit of um, ex-lead ownerness, mm. um, which did inspire the, the one comment I, did, I will take from Cellino on this is when he talked about Rodrizzani. He said, uh, you know, when someone is short, they like to show they are stronger, which I thought was um, pretty funny. The rest of it, uh, I wasn't so keen. Yeah, there has been a little bit of low-key beef there, which has been kind of enjoyable because they're not our problem anymore, either of them. Looks weird, doesn't he, Massimo? Has he had work done? Something um, about his face looks... He's just Maybe he's just aged. He looks like a... No, because he, he looks sort of younger. Right. He looks like a waxwork of Massimo Cellino. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was. So, yeah. But I've forgotten how he sounded. And people have probably seen the, the, the write-up of this, but if you've not heard the actual clip of him talking, Christ, I forgot how tiring he was. I said, change the couch. And they changed the coach. Now... But when I got there, there was a burnt bloody couch on the on the on the street uh, in the Allen Road, and I said, "Change the bloody couch! I don't want to see anymore." Then they find the bloody coach. Yes, they find the coach. They saying here, saying here. Say, where is the coach? We we school. We we taking the team tomorrow. Why? We don't have a trainer. We don't have men. He'll fire. No, why he fire? That's all the day of the game. So this what we do. They took him. They were for the for the for the academy. We were six one. Say keeping. They changed the game. So I was a mess when I got there. Trust me, I'm telling you the truth. I was showing that I know everything there, but I was just jumping the in the English football in Leeds United. I didn't realize where I was going. You've got to be careful not to mock somebody for not being able to speak their second language well. But he doesn't make it easy, does he, with his his approach towards describing things. We can also mock him for saying, I'm telling the truth. Because mm. <laughs> he's not, is he? I got, I heard the, was it, I, I, I was a mess or it was a mess? I, I was a mess. I was he's, a mess. He's basically claiming that the whole sacking Brian McDermott and then reinstalling him again is because he didn't know very good English and was, it's a little bit like, I was wondering, you know, this whole Neil Warnock becoming self-aware thing, but he's, you know, said, oh yeah, I, I say that, don't I? Because he talks about his, uh, his superstitions about the number 17 and about the colour purple and why he's always sacking managers. And he's always like, yeah, I do those things. I, oh, it's crazy. And, and now that is now the, the new story that he's telling, which has never, you know, it's, what is it, nearly 10 years since this happened. Never come up with this before, that he didn't know. The, the, so difference the difference between, between coach and couch. Coach and couch. Right, I've got yeah. it now. He never um, seems to explain this to Brian McDermott either. If, no. he, if, if in the immediate aftermath, he'd have been like, look, there was a, Really ridiculous thing happened. Brian, you're not going to believe this. About a coach and a yeah. couch, but I forgot to mention that to you. And if you go back to the the things that happened at the time, um, Brian McDermott in the press conference when he rose again and was back in his job, talked about having received uh, letters from the club solicitors, basically telling him, and you would not be... Telling him he was sacked. Yeah, right. you, um, which is not really... Yeah, I, it, I, I think you wouldn't... Be doing the, it's just bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> There's no reason really to kind of wind it all. And it's also, uh, I feel like the contrast, it's kind of the Chilino has this instinctive sort of ability to hit on quite cruel notes because what we do know about the time since then is that Brian McDermott has talked about how he's um, struggling with alcoholism and depression throughout all that time. And uh, and now we've got... And his mother, he was losing his mother at the time as well. Yeah, so that was the uh, the summer that followed when Chilino was doing his self-pitying, oh, where's Brian? 
business was well Brian was at his um, mother's, dying mother's bedside yeah. bedside um, and now here we have um, the contrast of that is Jelena going like turning it into like some bit of stand-up comedy with ah I wanted to change a coach I changed the couch I didn't know what a couch to coach and McDermott's is like well yeah you were ruining my life actually at the time mate <laughs> Uh, but cheers for that. Keep keep the laughs uh, keep the laughs coming. And you did like the previous week stick Gianluca Festa in to just follow him about as well, like a ghost, which yeah, was, I mean, which probably didn't help him. Either. When Chilino's spoken about it before, he said that he he's talked about how McDermott was too active in the press and he wanted rid of him for um, for talking too much. Was essentially the the main. Imagine. Yes, the main objection. And then, but, we, then we fast forward to the next manager and we have Chilino speaking for about 45 minutes while Dave Hockaday sits next to him saying virtually nothing. Yeah, he's, and then, just a, he's a tiring man. I mean, I'd, I'd not forgotten. It's but when not he, my uh, fault. Yeah, when he's he's talking about what, he'll, what he's doing with Brescia, who did actually, uh, the result was they beat Sampdoria 3-1 in the end, which is good for them, bad for Padrizzani. We're saying... Uh, Oh, I'm getting old. I don't feel my energy as strong as it used to be. I'd like to bring this club to Syria, but sometimes I think I'm not good enough anymore. I have to accept there are young people who will be better than me now. Football's changing too much. I don't want it to. It's the same script as he was going on when he was at least like, oh, I want to. I remember his last season was like, oh, I'm not going to try to get in the Premier League anymore because if you try, it doesn't work. The only way to do it is if you wish for something, then you might get, your wishes might come true. And it was the classic interview when he was with us. Well, not with us. He we owned the bloody thing, and there was a, a documentary about rich Italians living in Miami, and he was interviewed for that, talking about how he hates football. Like, oh, oh, football has ruined my life. That I hate owning football clubs. It's just it's terrible, and it's always this thing like you got to feel sorry for me. That was the, the where's Brian one is like there was the classic quote from, from that was uh, um, I compared him to Penelope Pitstop at the time. I was going, <laughs> I help, I need help. I'm, he was like, I'm trying to. There's a, uh, a 747 and it's full of luggage and it's on the runway, it's full of people and I'm trying to push the 747 down the runway and I'm dying, he kept saying. That was his actual words, I'm dying, I'm dying. We'll just sell the club then and don't do this. You have a choice. Like Nobody ever forced him to own football clubs and make life incredibly difficult for himself. Um, so I'm not going to feel any pity for him despite That's, his it's one of the, decade the arc- of weeping. Yeah, it's one of the arguments that always carries over into club ownership, doesn't it? And I guess it continued to a certain extent um, with Radrazan. It's like, you've got to remember these people and I know you've spoken before, Moscow, about saying that people tend to conflate the ownership with the actual club itself, with the institution and go into bat to defend the owners because they see an equivalence between the owner and the club or the two, you know, the boundaries between them become blurred. But they choose to buy football clubs and a lot of them are completely batshit mental. And it's, it's only right that if you own a football club People consider you to be a dickhead. No, no offense to the 49ers, but you know that's the role you've chosen. Yeah, you're gonna, you just need to sign a left back, and that is <laughs> that is not going to change. I'm afraid people will want this. Um, I mean, also on on Chile, you know the the lack of energy thing. Have some more beautiful cigarettes. Mm. That can and whatever else you that find can, that can pep him right up. Yeah, there's there's plenty of stuff that can be act as a little pick me up, like a massive can of Monster being one that exactly. you you had one of those, didn't you, Michael? Um, should we carry on dealing with Moscow's favourites then to round off the show? Because um, we've got a brand new podcast on the scene, which we know you're going to be a keen listener to, uh, Moscow, which was Carlton Palmer and Paddy Kenny's. They've kicked that off. I think I'm keener than some of the people involved in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Paddy, when we last spoke about this, Paddy Kenny had he'd announced this podcast. They'd done episode one. He was explaining episode one, how he's the goal manager. He's loving it. 
He's loving it. He's dead busy, but he wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Cool AFC going from cool strength AFC. to strength. Yeah. Uh, he did a month there, missed missed two of the games in that month. Decided um he didn't realise they did Saturday played Saturdays and yeah. stuff. It was it's the, just what, a fucking nightmare, they really. Want, they want to be trained as well as go to the games. Yeah, it's the, Saturdays, there's games in uh, like Tuesday nights as well. Yeah. Did we did we decide as well that Paddy Kenny had tw- about twelve kids? Uh <laughs> I think he said he's got five. Five, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Five, yeah. So but, that's, um, that's gonna keep you busy. So he did that. Or encourage you to spend your time in Ghoul. Um, he decided, yeah, he needed to spend more time doing Paddy stuff. Yeah. Uh, so he's on holiday now. So he's also missed episode <laughs> two of the podcast. <laughs> so it was just Carlton Palmer <laughs> talking to some other blokes <laughs> this time around. But anyway, that's um, we'll keep an eye on that. See what see what they how they're getting on. But um, a hardworking favourite of Moscow's is is doing a podcast. It's going to be called Call It What You Want. Right. And this is him and some other people talking about it. I do have a postscript to the um, the Carlton Palmer, Paddy Kenny story as well after this. For him as a coach, and obviously all the experiences he's accrued over the years, whether it was with the New York Red Bulls, with Montreal, RB Salzburg, RB Leipzig, Leeds, and, and now obviously he's probably going to be exploring other opportunities throughout this, this year, and, and hopefully we can hold him off as long as possible so he can stay on the show. But his insight into the game and be able to see it from so many different vantage points, I think really is going to set this show apart from anything else that's out there. And of course, me and Charlie can come in and be like, hey, remember what it was like as a player and give that perspective. So it'll be a nice balance. But yes, Jesse's he's in the trenches right now doing what we're doing, right? He's interviewing players. I saw him talk to Christian Pulisic today, but his questions are, are very interesting. They're very tactical. They're very specific. And it forced Christian in this particular instance to have to answer a question that maybe a normal lay person wouldn't have been able to get the same type of answer. So having Jesse uh, be involved is, is a huge get to your point, Michael LaHood. And uh, I'm excited to, to get his insights because I think we get bits and pieces of Jesse, but to have a full hour with him week in and week out, I think will be uh, very cool for the audience. It's very cool that Moscow. If Jesse is still in town and if he's still in Harrogate, cause I know there are lots of sightings of him. Maybe he could come on here to promote this show. That'd be nice. We could have him for a full hour. Full hour of him every week. Mm-hmm. I mean... Are you excited? This is the guy who was selected before we were even promoted to the Premier League as the successor who was going to build on Marcelo Bielsa's legacy and take us into... Well, he talked about building a Champions League winning club over the next 10 years. He's now a podcaster. I don't know who. I don't know who. Why was, did you say that? Like being a podcaster was bad. I don't know what. Some, is, of, uh, some of us nearly win awards. Compared, yeah. I mean, compared to winning, uh, to um, overseeing a club to winning the Champions League, it's probably a slight second best. But I mean, I suppose Sam Allardyce. We we actually took him from a podcast, didn't we? Mm. He had to stop doing it so that he could be manager of Leeds. So is this this thing? I suppose, yeah. Things have changed now because obviously Victor Orta has gone away. But were we on a path where Jake Humphreys was in line for the Leeds job at some point? Maybe actually one of us, if it was getting that desperate, if it's just who can witter on a podcast. Jesus. Did you see Jake's post this week on uh, on Twitter? No. no, you don't follow him, no. He was, uh, he was kind of bemoaning the fact that social media can set really unrealistic expectations of mm. stuff. It's like well, whilst it whilst it was a photograph of his home gym, all yeah, of it was saying, yeah. oh, "I've not been in there in ages." Um, yeah. It's really hard sometimes to do it. You look at social media, and all you see is people really doing well in life and stuff, and it can really get you down. And it's like, Jake, do you <laughs> just, just look look back at your timeline a bit further and have a 
just see if, so see, if just, may, see if maybe you've contributed it's to this problem. So disingenuous, isn't it? It's like when the, when he posted that picture of his sports car in the middle of Norwich. Well, he, he did one about his. He put his tree up, didn't he? But he he chose to use it as an opportunity to talk about how fancy his house is yeah. for, for about. Well, I think he pays for Twitter, so it was long. It was longer than the standard character length. Did but, you yeah. read all of that? Yeah, we, it's, we it's, put our Christmas tree up. Yeah, it's nice, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's absolutely shit. Don't pull it you over. You can't see how rubbish it is on camera. Well, hopefully. Don't ruin the illusion. It looks nice on camera. I'm, I'm going to go full out foul away that at some point. <laughs> Just to close things out then, the postscript to Carlton's podcast with Paddy Kenny. So Paddy Kenny's obviously on holiday at the minute. Uh, did you know that Carlton Palmer is as well? Um, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did actually because I follow him on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, well, he follows us. So hi, Carlton, if, you, if you're a, a keen oh, viewer, viewer see, watcher. I, I'd be quite interested to speak to Carlton Palmer. Yeah. Because I didn't mind. I know Moscow hates him. I actually didn't think he was a terrible, a terrible player for us. Despite the, I know you, I know you meant to sort of hate Carlton Palmer, but yeah. I thought he was all right. Well, anyway, Carlton tweeted on, I think it was Tuesday, to say, "Being away in the great weather, he's in Portugal at the minute, has made me realise it's time to move on. We are going to move to Portugal. I love the UK. Christmas is my favourite time of the year, but after that, uh, after that, done, miserable and depressed. Oh, after that, after that's done." It's miserable and depressing. I am out with a love heart. So it sounds like Carlton moving to Portugal for a life in the sun. Well, good for him, I suppose. Yeah. Does he does he realise there are rules around it now? What, moving out there? Yeah. That'd be really funny. Just, do you know who I am? Yeah. Picture of himself Carlton. in an England shirt. It's like, there you go. There you go. That's me, that. I'm in. I'm in. Well, if you do want to come on, Carlton, give us a shout. Hmm. We'll, uh, we'll wrap up the and show. And if anyone wants to offer us any management jobs. Or free hair transplants. Free hair transplants. Well, I think about it. A month ago, I was just a podcaster. Now I'm a, I've got a modelling career. That's true. So that's true. And you do have a, an entry on IMDb, don't you? As a as an actor. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's Equity next, and then so the bright yeah. lights of Hollywood, no doubt. Speaking of the modelling, actually, the Christmas jumpers, if you're interested, are coming back in. We've yeah. managed to get a reprint done. They're going to be on pre-orders soon, and they will be delivered before Christmas. But I think the fifteenth they will be shipped out on. So, right. so it's touch and go. No, no, it's not touch and go. They no. will get you. We will get them to yeah. you. If you order them by the 15th, we will get them to you. I yeah. think even by the 18th. That's, that's in the UK, I think. It's in the UK. to stress that, by the way, yeah. Yes. Because it might be a bit unrealistic, uh, expecting the Postal Service to pull that one off before Christmas. Maybe so. But yeah, keep an eye out for them. We'll tweet and stuff. Yeah, there's loads of new merch in mugs back in stock and stuff. So yeah, thank you for supporting us. Even though we didn't win the award, we appreciate your support. We appreciate your votes and buying stuff from us. So on that note, that's sincere, genuine note. We'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.